BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Simon, that was the most professional. Is this your first podcast? Totally is. Oh, oh my wow. God. Popping cherries on a Monday. Seriously. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I love this, you guys. I mean, we let's let's greet everyone so then we can gossip and be hilarious together. But welcome mm-hmm. to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host Brooke Van Poplin. Hi guys, I'm your other host Andrea Wallace, and we're doing something really fun and new today. And we hope we start a new tradition. But um, one of our longtime friends and listeners of the pod, who's a fantastic server and human, we're like, wait, why aren't we having y'all as our guests? So. Today's the day. And I wanted to ask, is it Ryan's or Reince? Or how do you say Reince. your last name? Reince Van Boxel. So cool. I love that. Okay, yeah. so everyone, please welcome to the show, Simon Reince Van Boxel. Welcome, fellow Dutchman. Thank so you. good. I'm so glad you're here with us. This is very exciting. It is very super exciting. exciting. <laughs> We're so sick of our friends, you know, so it's nice <laughs> to meet brand new friends. Yes. Yeah. And thanks for like hanging out with us on your day off. I'm totally. sure there's many tasks you have to get done on a day off, but thank you for squeezing us in. Absolutely. <laughs> ah. Oh, other than that, I just read and look, I know this is not a headline. This is just chat. This is just news chat. Yeah. So like McDonald's is pulling out of Russia. They're like not going right. to be in Russia anymore. And like I just saw a photo of like people hoarding like freezer, like huge freezers full of deep freezes full of mcdonald's in russia people are like don't don't take away my quarter pounder with cheese like (laughs) i from what i understand i mean like like mcdonald's okay so they're going through a process known as de-arching so the whole country is being de-arched they're like you cannot physically look like our brand anymore the buildings will stay we will give anyone who was a mcdonald's employee uh two full years of guaranteed work they're not trying to fuck over the workers the no, people no, who totally. worked didn't do anything wrong but they're like you're about to work at oh my god what is the version of mcdonald's from like coming to america mcdowell's like, yeah you're about to work at a mcdowell's but like no mick no arches so it's going to go through a whole entire new rebranding so yeah i don't think you're going to get your filet of fish i don't I think, think it's the just foods... going to be like you know like when you're in a bank that used to be a taco bell and it's obvious, right you know it's going to be stuff like that that's going on there's going to be like like super like 
creepy old like play places in the in like the front, which like you don't know what it's gonna what what's gonna happen to those areas. Like this is hilarious. I just not hilarious. It's it's all fucked. Everything's fucked, but it's funny to think about. <laughs> It's one of those. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those things where, you know, God, first of all, Simon, can you can you um, confer that we were uh, we probably talk about McDonald's <laughs> two times a month. Oh, yeah. On this we podcast. don't really. Do we talk about we talk like about fast what food we lean into? Mm-hmm. We talk about Applebee's McDonald's. We talk about Cheetos. It's like a service industry podcast with a side of trashy 7-Eleven um, obsession snacks and fast food. But it was crazy because like McDonald's, it was such a huge big deal for, you know, Cold War era to like break in to the Soviet Union yeah. at all. It was yeah. like this major like it's so gross that it was like our beacon of Americanism, you know, to be like, welcome to the rest of the world. McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And now Coca-Cola they're like Cola used to be like, I'd like to give the world a Coke. Like that was the big thing. You're right. It's so 80s. It was basically like Reagan handing uh you know, why can't I think Gorbachev like a fucking happy meal? You know, oh my God. that was like the the piece that the little peace branch. Anyways, um, and Simon, what's your age range? If you don't mind disclosing. Oh, um, 33. OK, oh, so nice. we, we got a decade on you. I was like I was like, you know, sometimes our references uh, betray our old grandma ages. But, uh, you know, and I think we have some listeners who are like 23. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. I know. So then that sometimes like the gap can get like really crazy. But and where are you sitting right now in your home? Tell everyone where you're broadcasting in live from. Coming live from Missouri. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Where in Missouri are you right now? Um, Kirksville. It is the cultural hub of Northeast Missouri or something like that. I don't nice. know. Nice. I'm looking at Brian who went to school at oh no, at Southwest Missouri. What? Oh, well, he went to, where'd you go to college? Missouri State. But you lived in Missouri is what I'm saying. So like, Ryan's all things. Like Mizzou, knows. Missouri State? Is that? Where'd you go? Springfield. Springfield. Oh, okay. the, most, the most haunted city in the country Ooh, from what I hear. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of crazy stories from Brian living there. How's how's your area? Is it pretty haunted too? You know, I don't, I don't think it's too haunted. So I've got... Got that going for me. Don't have to worry about <laughs> any spooky spirits. That's good. Just your customers. Uh-huh. Do they just the regulars? <laughs> Am I right? Okay. Am I right? Um. Yeah. Can't say I've never been to Missouri. I've really kind of like edged all around it. I've been really adjacent. You know, I lived in Illinois for a long time, as did Andrew Bryan, but I've never, never ventured down there. I saw the show Sharp Objects, and then that really turned me off um, from ever going anywhere near Missouri. But <laughs> I mean, the cities are fine. KC is great. The Missouri side's fun of it. Like, I would say, like, you know, I would say, like, St. Louis is a fun, cool little town, like, city. I don't know. I also, that's kind of where I lie. I haven't really, like, gotten in there to like the thick of it the real southern part of it where is you where are you in the state though like Uh where is it look like i want to say an hour or so from quincy illinois and then like an hour from the iowa border oh right on yeah right up there Mm -hmm. i love it awesome what are you where are you working at there i am working at a like a mom and pop type restaurant they consider it like 
finer dining of the area, but it's, you know, I guess it's one of the nicer places in town. Um, and it's at a state park. So I, I live on a lake and then I get to go work on a lake. So it's pretty nice. I love that. Also, yeah. you're making that rocking chair money. I okay. gotta yeah, say, yeah. you're just <laughs> my, I cro- do love my this. crocheted blankets. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's a fucking afghan yes. on your lap. I this is I'm living for this right now. It's so um, good. Well, before we dive into all things you, Simon, let's do bop into some fun headlines that we found for the week. Absolutely. And Andrea, we can drop the one you texted me about. I like the one you put in there instead. So Great. here we go. Okay. So this is really cool news coming from New Mexico. Uh, and this is really, again, mind-blowing when you think of these statistics. But moving forward, we hope there's more of what is now being called the first ever Native American female-owned brewery. First in the country, first ever. But they hope that they are setting the stage for a lot more, you know, equity, ownership, all this stuff. But um, basically, I thought this was newsworthy because we covered about a year ago how crazy the craft uh, industry is, how there's rampant sexism, there's not room for basically much else other than white men and this smashes all levels of um I think they might be in a relationship too so I think it's like a queer married indigenous Mm -hmm. female owned brewery which is sick and uh I just wanted to shout out it's called bow and arrow brewing company and this is in Albuquerque um and basically they're just killing it they got in the game they did your uh sort of like regular basically they did all the hits what you would expect at a brewery but then they started moving more into like sours which Andrea you can speak a little more on a sour like what makes what makes a sour a sour and do you God. drink them do you drink them I drink sours sometimes yeah. um I like sour because I like a funky sour beer it's just like super fermented it's almost it's like vinegary you know what I mean it's like the it's like a, the drinking vinegar of beers is kind of how I would describe mm. it a lot of them are really fruit forward or floral forward um which is really neat because the owners of bow and arrow are leaning more into like um indigenous plant life right Native American plant life in the area so like a peach a peach tree that they have on site lavender fields which they have nearby uh turns out there is a local hop that just like kind of like freely grows in backyards called um neo mexicanus hops which is like really rad um but you know and they want to start bringing more traditional like corn blue corn and pumpkin and squash and all these flavors to the beer profiles which is fucking awesome are you kidding like that kind of blew me away because you're just sitting here going like from anything I've ever taken away as in terms of indigenous people who like respect and live of the land you're like gonna have this beer that you are like these are like indigenous to America ingredients which is so cool and yet you're like I've not seen this mentioned in beer before like they're usually like prickly pear I also saw um juniper and then the uh, the sumac which i thought was just like a middle eastern thing or sumac maybe sumac not sumac it's it's sumac i mean it's like got it okay but it's 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 basically just like another like wild 
plant, you know, yeah. and at the same time, you know, these being like indigenous plants, like it's, they're also, there's so many medicinal purposes to them at the same time and not only medicinal, but ceremonial purposes. Um, so it's really cool to see all of this activation of like all these ingredients that like, I don't know, that are honoring culture and heritage. And it's, it's really, it's pretty awesome. I'm um, telling you. Yeah. She's, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that. Oh, um, yeah. Begay, uh, that one of the women in, in the relationship and the co-owner, she's also a practicing physician who like Love. believes in plant medicine and the healing powers of these ingredients that are going into their beer. Like this might be the first beer I could drink that does good to me instead of ripping me from a fucking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mouth yeah. to anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally get it. But like, um, you know, we have a buddy, uh, our buddy Dan that lives in Albuquerque and he's always, uh, posted up. He's actually became a, became a mailman, uh, which is amazing. Um, but he is in Albuquerque now and he loves his beer. There's ton there's a huge, uh, brewery scene in Albuquerque. It's, it's massive. Um, and he, he's, he's, he has definitely tagged himself at bow and arrow several times and really? with like delicious beer posted in front of him. So if we ever get our butts down there like Girl. we always say we're going to i can't wait to go try these these delicious beers yeah for sure oh, yeah amazing simon um when you are like located because you're you're almost like smack dab middle of the country technically right, right? Sure. where what are some of your favorite like road trips from where you can get to like do you have you ever been to omaha because i mean points oh, yeah if you've ever yeah been. that's like because i'm from southwest minnesota so like sioux mm-hmm. falls oh, south honey, dakota yeah and then Omaha, like that, you know, through Sioux City, that's where, you know, my younger days would take me. But um, Oh, yeah? What'd you do in Omaha oh, in your younger days? Well, I had some friends that lived there. So we would do um, at one of the gay bars, uh, what was it, Flicks or something, Share Liberation. It would that be, it would be like an all night, like Share drag show because well, oh I God. love Share. And then. We'd go to the max and I'd do a few concert, go to a few concerts uh-huh. and stuff. But uh-huh. yeah. So I went to the max a lot when I lived there yeah. and I'm pretty sure it still hasn't changed. Probably I'm pretty sure not. it's exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, the max, if you don't know, Brooke is a huge uh, dance, gay dance club in Omaha. It's kind of like the big, the big one. It's been, I think it's been there since like the eighties or nineties and it really hasn't changed. There's like, there's like two dance floors and an upstairs pool bar and like, it's super, it's super it, fun. It I would totally go back. Makes me feel like getting whiskey sours spilled on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I can already picture the stomach ache I would get from all the ovary, you know, overly sugary drinks I had my first couple years ever like hanging in Michigan. There was a really popular one called Spiral, you know, because everything has to have just this sort of like, I don't even know what's about to happen tonight sort of name. And I just. I got some real feels for some late 90s uh, gay bar vibes. So (laughs) I really do. Well, that's the only reason I mentioned is like it's really cool living in Southern California where you can sort of be like, I think you could drive to Albuquerque. Be Mm -hmm. a little bit of a little bit of a haul. But um, I'm going to drive to Tucson next Thursday to go see a concert and uh, also check out the uh, the Saguaro National Park. So fun. It's fun to get on oh my the road. gosh! I mean, you are just kind of like, do I want to go to Des Moines or KC right, or St. Louis? Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go to Chicago. Yeah, maybe I'll go to Memphis. Like, well, that's a fun, it's a good location. Locale. Yeah, and our our latest thing is um, Amtrak. We take the train to Chicago. It's like 
a five-hour trip. You don't have to drive. Like you can just sit and drink and watch the scenery. And I love it. It's so easy. And do not do not underestimate how dreamy and into your own thoughts you can get watching the countryside go by. It's I do love a train trip. I've just done a few too many cross country, which I do not ever want to do again. (laughs) But a nice between six and ten hours is okay with me. Yeah, yeah, I know it's short and sweet for sure. Just take a little cat nap. You know what I mean? And then you're there. This next article that I found on Grub Street is pretty hilarious. Apparently, there's a huge sex, a huge demand for sexy cakes right now, you guys. Sexy. The want is surging. It's happening. So uh, apparently, because of all the backlog of like bachelor and bachelorette parties, and I don't know, I think people are just like super horny. The All the sexy cake bakeries are getting a real surge right now most of them up 25 percent, if not more since before march 2020 not only that the cakes themselves are getting racier and racier very not suitable for work cake is being made like basically with there's one it starts off with the article um that's basically a jello mold with like i think bananas sticking out all the sides with like a bunch of dicks like coming that's just a cake that's like three <laughs> tiers tall <laughs> i'm already picturing the uh ma the mature rated netflix version of where we just see a bunch of dicks and pussies and then the audience has to guess is it cake <laughs> <laughs> yeah I or is it a too. real dick is that I see or is it actually semen? Eat it. Let's find out. Cut it with a sword. Oh my God. It was I a cake. A dick. Um, now, is it a eunuch? Um, is oh that PC? I don't know. But more like BDSM birthday cakes are coming out with like nipple piercings. And even with the words that just say fuck me on a chocolate chip cookie, you're up. <laughs> Great. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we all know that, like, Alito's going to just eat all the pussy cake if things really happen like they're going to. He'll be like, this pussy cake's all for me. Uh, it's mine. Nobody gets any. Um, so that's <laughs> that's the dark I, side of it. I think the little, like, there are photos. We could probably post this on Instagram, the, the great lie we tell every week. We never do it. Anyways, there's this really pretty <laughs> picture of a cupcake um, that has, like, a beautiful vulva that mm-hmm. looks like it has a piercing in it, which is just a really nice, you know, as they call it, a jimmy or a sprinkle, a nice one a silver, <laughs> you know, like it's either a clitoris or maybe it's a piercing. But I was like, mm-hmm. that's gorgeous. And I would wrap my mouth around <laughs> that vulva <laughs> cupcake. You know, I just stick my finger right down the right center in the of middle, that, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was a fun story. And yeah, I do. I'm like, and yeah. And I love that people are like, people are just horny as fuck. I mean, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> They're horny People as fuck. People want to eat that They're, cake dick. Eating our feelings and a lot of our feelings lately are horniness. So this is perfect. Shout out to us, sidework at gmail.com. If you are currently working at a bakery, making all sorts of ding-dongs and hoo-ha, delightful, uh, you know, baked goods. It'd be funny if there was like the ding-dong ding-dong that was actually like a hostess oh, ding-dong, but oh like God. shaped like a dick. Are you kidding me? Andrea, right now? make it. Yeah. Why don't we get there? Are all these pop ups happening all over Los Angeles. All over. Let's do a ding, ding dong, dong, ding dongs. <laughs> and then we deliver them to your door and ring your doorbell and give them to you. I just fucking slayed three times, you guys. See what's going on? <laughs> I also had a really good idea for a salad name the other day. 
that would be called the Romains of the day. And I was like, Bob Burgers probably used this already. And they did. But I still want a salad called the Romains of the day, guys. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Uh, I'm building my empire in my mind right now. Uh, we're going to need it. investors. Simon can help kick it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The Missouri <laughs> location, for sure. The Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yep, you franchise one of these. Your your middle management material, baby. I can uh, tell. Flagship, fat flagship location in Missouri, Heck for yes. sure. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get out of this goofy uh, rant and into some... Server. Submitted. Simon, deliver Stories. It. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrea, this is a long one, so I split it up. I'll take the first half. Great. All right, here we go. Hey, guys, I love the podcast and have been listening almost daily recently to catch up. Way to go. Sorry about all of all of us in your face every day. It's too much. Okay. So I work three jobs, two of which are in restaurants on the East Coast in a city that feels like the wild, wild west at times. I've been in the biz in one capacity or another for a decade, and I've got lots of great stories, but one in particular from literally this past weekend needs to be shared while it's still fresh. She texted me. She's like, I had the most fucked up weekend. I was like, we need to read about it on Monday. Hurry up. Um, all right. So she says, I'm not sure what was in the water this week or if Mercury was in Gatorade or what. <laughs> So funny. I'm stealing that forever. Okay. So my birthday was this week. I took off three days for the first time in a while to really prioritize myself. Good thing I did that because my last three days of work, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, were literally all bonkers. Saturday night, however, took the cake. Maybe it was a penis cake, but as potentially the worst night of serving and bartending I've ever had and Here's a caveat. I've been spit on by a customer during COVID, and this was worse than that Dude, day. Remember when that was a fucking trending situation? Sorry. <sighs> All right. Oh, by the way, we went to Julian's bar opening in downtown LA on Saturday, the stowaway. He looked like fucking Bobby Cannavale in vinyl. He was wandering around with a days old beard, a brown velour fucking three piece suit. Like, hey, let me show you what we're doing. And then at the end of the night, someone punched him in the face. So we'll oh, great opening uh, night. That's very right. Bobby that's an opening it. night. That's, that's a very vinyl. Like that show was full of violence. I feel like. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, right. back yeah, to I'm the just, story. Just talking about wild behaviors. So. I worked nine hours until 3 a.m. on Friday, went home and slept, came back in at five on Saturday for my shift. So the night started slowly, but the bar back was sick, so we were down one person. Just me and the other bartender. Suddenly, I've got about 25 or more people on the patio. They're all sitting on different picnic tables, spread out haphazardly. So I go from doing regular table serve to just full-on cocktail waitressing immediately, and then I'm grabbing cards from everyone. This sounds like chaos. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we have a 60-person capacity or so inside. Again, it's just the two of us. The 20-person bar is full, all inside tables nearly full, and in comes the 12 top of 21-year-olds <laughs> who, as I recall, because I know them, they suck and they don't tip well. They do not tip well, well at all. So promptly let my coworker know, hey, don't give them that much attention. They tip like shit. And I get back to being in the weeds. 
Meanwhile, food is backing up, more people coming in, phones ringing. I was like, did Grubhub blow them up? What is Uh-oh. going on? Was no. This, was this, no, it's not a Tuesday, it's a weekend. <laughs> I know, but truly, okay, the phones are ringing off the hook. More tables, more water. It was hot as fuck outside. Oh, yeah, because the Northeast had a heat wave this weekend. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay, so my coworker is completely overwhelmed with the neediness of the aforementioned bad tipping 12 top and cannot help me with the rest of the 40 to 50 guests I'm handling inside and outside. I'm so weeded and dehydrated and just perma-smiling under my neon green N95, but ultimately, I'm killing it. Even when someone says, hey, the ladies' room toilet is overflowing, I'm chill, you know? I promptly put a handmade out-of-order sign up, locked the door so no one could take a shit in the already clogged toilet. This story has everything we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It so, so does. <laughs> so here's where it truly goes south. Eventually, a regular comes in who's more drunk than we could tell before serving her one beer. So another regular buys her a second beer, and not long after her, volume is getting much, much louder. She's yelling at the guy next to her. And when she doesn't stop, I nicely ask them to you know, turn it down a couple notches. Her response, no, I think we're going to be turning it up a few notches, no, no. but probably yelling even louder. So she says, now I am no pushover. I work in a dive bar in a dangerous area, and I'm a small gal who happened to be wearing a pink scrunchie and a cute button up this weird eve. So I told her we won't be doing that. Suddenly, she's threatening me and my coworker, yelling at us incoherently about people we've never heard of. She's clearly getting more and more erratic, so I let her know. She's cut off and ask her to leave. She, she keeps getting nastier. I try to show her the door. She won't budge. And also, like, where is my coworker? <laughs> anyway, I grab the phone and pretend to call the cops. No reaction from her, though everyone else thought I was, like, really calling. All this while I'm leaning out the door to help to tell people they cannot drink on the sidewalk. Our liquor license is only inside the fence. Then I pop back inside and keep trying to kick her out. Take it from here, Andrea. (laughs) All right, here we go. Eventually, the guy she's been flirting with the entire time next to her while she ignores my efforts to remove her from the bar helps me get her out. Mm. And she continues to be a psycho in the alley outside. The phone is still clinging to my ear for my decoy 911 call, and suddenly there's a voice on the other end of the bar. Excuse me, are you the bartender? Can I get some service? Someone called the bar? No, no, no. It's someone at the other end of the bar while all this is going on. Someone's like, all this chaos, and someone's like, I'm dying. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. So I'm so frazzled. Wow. Okay. I just kicked some insane woman out of the front out, out in front of everyone. And now I'm getting round two. I didn't even come up for air. Uh, we're dealing with a situation right now. Well, aren't there two bartenders? Isn't he dealing with it? <laughs> the phone is still clean to my ear. 20 pairs of eyes watching this unfold. I feel like I'm on stage in my underwear having the worst weight mare ever, but I continue to keep my cool. I said, well, I was dealing with her, but now I'm dealing with you and you're talking to me disrespectfully, so I'm not going to serve you right now. 
She promptly and aggressively told me that she's an excellent tipper and I should do a better job, that her work is busier and they handle stuff like this way better. And I told her I didn't care about the money, to which she asked why I'm even in this business. Of course, I didn't reply. She went into the corner and started actually screaming to her friends to not leave any tip. God. I know this sounds bad. It it was. <laughs> Honestly, though, I won. I never lost my shit, not even once after being publicly berated by multiple guests in a row. No, I'm not a manager. <laughs> With my middle-aged male coworker essentially useless behind me as I held down uh, held it down with a still full bar, restaurant patio, and people waiting to pay for carryout. I went outside after it was over and could have cried or laughed. So, uh, and could have cried or laughed. So I laughed, and my regulars helped me break down the patio. The one crazy girl kept yelling about me about wanting to fight me as her friends dragged her away. She said again, I better make more money than you. I just laughed at that point. It was so, so extra nightmarish. And it was over. I went home and slept four hours and worked a brunch shift at my other job for eight hours today. I sit her writing to you with a cat sitting at my feet. Thankful I survived the weekend. Just got to get through Monday night burger night. Godspeed and good tips. And we'll write again soon. Jane. Holy shit. Simon, you look shell shocked. Oh, God. It sounds awful so this is because it's so it's it's the first warm days right like of the season we've all been i think this is what happened and this is it's like when everybody just comes out from fucking hibernation it's that first like hot summery day of the season and they're like let's just go fucking destroy a patio in a restaurant we've all i've been there when you're and you're understaffed because you're not staffed for summer yet like no and you're fucked you're just fucked and just staffing problems in general, which it's all we continue to hear about, Absolutely. you know, um, I literally please entertain how much I wanted it to be that while she was like holding the phone as a fake that someone called the bar, but it was a customer inside who's like, I cannot get this bartender's attention. So I'm going to call the bar and be like, hello, I'm him. over our tables over here. But I'm surprised that didn't happen. You know? I mean, okay. And also, words about this other hot shit bartender. Mm -hmm. Well, what the fuck is your problem? You clearly see that all hell is breaking loose. So I don't bet you make more money than her. You sound like a piece of trash. Um, I, (laughs) It's just so tough. I think, too, what we're seeing, and myself included, to also... Many people partied and ignored everything, all of COVID, right? You know, so I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about a swath of us who are like kind of getting out there in a regular way again for the first time. I don't know how it's been for you, Simon, um, you know, in terms of like going out and just feeling safe, being in public, no mask, you know, free ball in it. Yeah, no, um, we we really don't get out very much because I'm working like mm-hmm. you know six days a week and then Monday nights everywhere is pretty much closed. So right. We just kind of stay home, but I mean, I'm still masking up like at the store and stuff and even Same. at work yeah. because I'm like I don't know where you people have been or mm-hmm. Same, it right? There's redneck Missouri, so totally but, um, right. So you know, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of people who have. Um, probably developed uh, 
more alcohol dependence than usual over the last two years now being unleashed on the public during like a let's like it's popping off patio day which we all know what that feels like and you're just suddenly at the intersection Mm -hmm. of like punch kick spit you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's been it's been real. Like I said, Julian got punched in the face on his bar opening night. You know, that's a good omen. I think uh, for a lot of people, it's we like a bird. <laughs> yeah, it's like bird shitting on your head, rain on your wedding day. Ben Harper, Ben Harper's piano player having a psychotic break and punching you in the face. Anyways, name drop. Um, he wasn't booked that night. He wandered in and just turned on the Hammond B three organ after hours and started playing it. And he was like. Who are you? You're not booked. Don't touch our organ. What the fuck? Then he's like, don't you know who I am? Pow. Cool people, hmm. right? Cool. I mean, I I guess I think it's better <clears throat> that, that someone like that than like a, I don't know. Maybe I think that's like a bad, because it wouldn't be like an actual like guest. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. But Just a like, lot of like too much home alone uh, for the past two years. Anyways. It was like, welcome to be a bar owner, you know, kind of a <laughs> feel though. Let me tell you how I would have handled that. I mean, I know that there are the nights when, you know, we're talking about how you're so weeded, so slammed, you're in the flow. Like we said, she had no choice. This was like a hostage situation. This wasn't Mm -hmm. flow. This was survival, I feel like, which I think is another form of really busy nights is like you're just surviving. You're a step behind everything, but you're keeping a cool smile on your face. You're doing it. You don't even have a moment to do what I would have tried to do, which was like take shots to numb myself and just get through it. She probably didn't even have a chance to like throw back a drink or two to make it happen. So kudos to you, Jane. Absolutely. And like, you know what's so funny? And this is what makes me think of this, like the first like summery days on a Saturday when people just start like drinking at 10 a.m. I was reminiscing with our buddy James Dunn, several, you know, many, many guest appearances here on the pod about how when we lived in Chicago and we were young, kind of same thing you would be out like day drinking and everyone would be like oh my god I'm so jealous you're out day drinking I wish I was drunk at 2 p.m too and now I just like shivers like go all over my body like thinking (laughs) about it um but I don't know man it's days like this are terrible I'm like very triggered by this whole scenario I didn't ever have to like throw somebody out but like I just remember getting my ass handed to me so hard where I have to like run an entire fucking restaurant for some reason because there's no help. So you guys, please send any server submitted stories inspired by things you've been waiting on over to sideworkpod at gmail.com. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. 
Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure Equal Opportunity Lender NMLS 1717824 Terms and Conditions Apply Visit Figure.com for more information For licensing information go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org So guys uh, like we said we don't have a clever name just yet for this new thing we're going to do maybe it's maybe these are episodes so it's called like Meet Your Server or I'll Be Your Server Tonight Ooh, featuring I like that. Simon uh, Reins right? Reins Reins just call me Reince. Simon Simon Donna. Simon Donna. No, no, Simon no, no. Donna. Simon Reince. Reince, Reince, Reince. It helps sometimes when I spell it phonetically oh. so that I can say it. I, I I hate when I envision every version other than the one that makes sense. I'm like, I wonder if it's like Ryan's, like the name Ryan, but it's Reince. Okay. You're telling the truth, right? You're not just trying to make me sound stupid, I, I, right? No, no. It's the truth. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. You have been one of our first and most steadfast friends of the pod. We thank you for that. We adore you for that. Um, so yeah, we would love to hear about your, you know, yes, you may have written a little bit about it in server submitted stories and such, but tell us your background and how you got started waiting tables and all that good stuff. Well, so way back when, like, I think I was in like, fifth or sixth grade, for some reason, my parents opened a little cafe. And on occasion, I would help out there. Like on Sundays, it would be my sister and I and our classmates grandmother, like serving a Sunday lunch, like beef commercial thing. Like, what? And I remember I had this outfit I wore every Sunday, this old Navy, like, um, like ringer tee matching wind pants and shoes every Sunday. Um, and that's kind of the beginning of things. And then I know, it was like, there wasn't a uniform at your job, but you're like, I made one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what I did you guys serve? Just like sandwiches and oh, soups and like a, a special? I think so. Yeah. And like Island Oasis smoothies. That was my favorite thing to make. But, nice. um, but yeah, that was, yeah, many, many years ago. Um, and I even asked my mom, I'm like, Hey, when, how long ago was that? Like, how long did I work there? And she kind of had no clue either, but. Yeah. So that was the, the dive into my serving career. And then I started hosting at a place called the ground round. Um, my mom and sister had both, um, my sister hosted there, served there. And then my mom served in bartend and eventually managed there. And I was there for like eight years. And in between that I did summers at, um, Okaboji, Iowa, Mm -hmm. doing like Mm -hmm. the banquets, weddings. I even worked at a little ice cream bagel shop too. Nice, nice. Um, And then I'm loving, can I just say too that I'm loving the generational service in your family? Oh, yeah, yeah. And my mom and sister still, they're still at that same place and it's been. 19 years, I think. The ground round? The ground round, yeah. What what do they, what's their deal? What do they do? Um, So my mom manages and then basically. Oh, I mean the restaurant. Oh, Like what kind of restaurant is it? Yeah. American, whatever, you know, burgers, sandwiches, steaks, Mm -hmm. some seafood, Tex-Mex, you know, sizzling fajitas. Runs the gamut. (laughs) Yes, yes. But yeah, and let's see. After ground round, it was the Olive Garden. Oh, yes. And that Mm -hmm. was for, I don't know, six years, seven years. And now my current job at the little lakeside dining. I love that. Now, if I recall correctly, um, so I feel like the Olive Garden feels to me like you're really formative, like gave you like I know you really, really flourished and thrived at the Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. 
and you loved working there and made the most of, um, you know, uh, like what I think people can turn their nose up about sometimes these corporate chain jobs. Uh, you you made it look spectacular. Yeah, it was great. Um, Cause then too, it was like a step away from my family where, you know, my mom being a manager, you know, people played the, you know, you're a favorite type of thing, but now I was on my own and just kind of working my way up, I guess, in the eyes of the management team or whatever. So, so that was great. And then I built up, you know, a big clientele of regulars and kind of got myself on a more routine set schedule um, just because of my performance and response from the guests. Yes. Um, I love this. That's got to be really interesting too, though. I guess I never stopped to think that like if your mom's the manager and you're working that people probably were complaining like Simon gets the best shifts because his mom. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I mean, it kind of got like that at the Olive Garden too. Like people would, you know, say I was being played as a favorite because I was getting, you know, some of the prime shifts, but um, it was easy to show them, no, this is based on, you know, cause we had all those stupid like numbers of yeah, you know, performance. Like, because I'm fucking killing it, dude. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of had that a little bit at Buka. <laughs> I feel like people are like, well, why? I'm like, well, I have the top sales like every day. So what do you want me to do? Right. Like, you know, fucking read the numbers, baby. Yeah. Read them and wait. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to win this Primotivo wine contest. You guys fucking wait and see. Like, you know, yep. now I assume you were a trainer, you know? Yes. And were you a national trainer? Like, would you go open different restaurants? Um, I did not get the opportunity to do that. Um, I was asked, you know, like if something opens up, but then I think they had already had it filled. I was um, a finalist for Olive Garden training videos nationwide, <laughs> but I I didn't make it because naturally I exceeded the the pool so they didn't want to have me look better than someone else or something i get that <laughs> for sure i get that that's what sure. i tell myself but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all of a sudden my gm like was like hey i i submitted you know a big thing about you because they want you know servers from restaurants to do training videos so i hope that's okay and i'm like yeah sure and then and not a callback but i got something where like okay you're one of so many finalists so now you need to do a a two minute video on one of these topics and then we'll go from there. But I love I, that. I didn't make the cut. You we know, need you to riff on Tuscan bread soup. Go <laughs> <laughs> five minutes, five minutes. Um, you know, tell us about uh tortellini. Didn't she used to call one of your regulars? Wait. Oh, um, Zupa lady. Zupa. Zupa lady. Yeah. Was, She'd um, pick all the spinach out, right? It was yeah, her the kale. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. swirl her breadstick around and read her, her trashy romance novel that had like a long haired, muscular man on the front with like a sheet blowing off of him. Love it. <laughs> I was like, you know, we, we, I know what kind of old person I don't want to be, but she provides a framework for the kind of elderly person I aspiring to be yeah. really you just I, want to like pull yeah. out kale and like eat very slowly i mean it's probably better for I, your digestive system i think i'm talking more about like posting up in an olive garden all day long with my trashy romance novels and not <laughs> giving a fuck i love that she's like i'm just gonna go and like s- squat at this table and like get horny while like slowly eating yep. soup mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Because that's what she's doing. You're like, dude, she's so horny right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is she I mean, shitting no in the bathroom eat. or yeah. did she take a breadstick with her? <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> Maybe that's God. the only way she can go is by getting horny. You know? <laughs> Maybe a lot maybe she was the there. wet bathroom bandit. We Gotta don't be. know. We don't know. Um, now, is where is the nearest Olive Garden to you located now? Um, about an hour and a half south, I think. And Columbia. Do you, do you go? No. Do you ever do you ever go I in don't. and big dog them a little bit? No. Are you like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I uh, I am Simon. You know from the Minnesota Olive Garden. <laughs> Are you done with Olive Garden? Like, are would would you still go back? Are you like you've changed? I'm done with this relationship. I'd I'd probably go back if I needed to, or if I was in a location, you know, where there was an Olive Garden. Um, Because I feel like it sounds sounds like you've like landed in something that you're really enjoying. Oh yeah, as long as the getting's good. um, Oh, I I just mean to eat. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean like. To eat the, as a, as a guest, you know what I mean. Totally. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I visit where I used to live, I'll just you know stroll into the back of the restaurant and hang out, say hey, whatever. Maybe help I myself to a that. dessert out of the dessert cooler. But nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, I want to hear about the mom and pop spot that you're working at now for a couple of years. This is this is where Saddle Club happens. Yes, it is. <sighs> Fucking Saddle Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now, for those of us uh, who maybe are like, you know, we always assume everyone's listened to every moment of every of every episode for three straight years, but you wrote in some uh, some stories about this, like, lovely little group of elderly folks, kind of varying ages, but they all seem to be retired at least, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they get together and remind us why it's called Saddle Club and what they do and what they're about. So I, I think everyone tells me it's, there are a bunch of old people that used to own horses, but don't okay. anymore. So something, something to do with that. And they get together, um, the first Wednesday, every month they have their little, you know, formal meal. They do a cocktail hour, then their yes. meal, and then they do a meeting at the end. Um, and it's at our restaurant every month, except let's see, December and January, because we close for the winter. So, oh, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. What does the lake get too choppy or something? Yeah, it gets quiet. <laughs> yeah, it gets cold as hell, dude. Really? Oh, okay. Go driving that shit. It probably is a lot of maintenance to like for staff to get there. And, well, yeah. yeah, and like the roads that the restaurant is on, like maintenance is like non-existent, so people yeah. don't venture out there. Got it. I was going to ask if it was like mostly seasonal anyway, just being in a state park, but like only the two months, huh? Even February is yeah. like not a shit show. No, we open like, February because Valentine's Day is. Like that's your big of, debut. Yeah. And it is, it's gotten better. 2020 Valentine's day was like the worst day ever, but we, we got over that. We survived. Yeah. We're so, fine. Yeah. Everybody's okay. <laughs> we're going to keep going. Um, I really would love to see, like, I just picture like a saddle club, like t-shirt or pin. That's like a, like a martini glass, but like instead of an olive, it's like a little saddle on a toothpick yes. would be like really fun. There Something like that would be so good. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't. So one of the little ladies, I remember like, it's like your orders would always be like a sassy little apple martini. Mm-hmm. Um, and they inducted you into the club. Aren't you an honorary member of Saddle yes, Club? Yes, yes, an honorary member. I got to join them for two events this winter while we were closed. I was one of their guests. So that's I... pretty neat. I love that. Anytime 
elderly folks invite you to join them for their fun societies and get togethers, just say fucking yes. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. It's just like, it's so eye opening and we can all think we're so self-important at our own age and get really ageist, but our elderly are, they're, they're <laughs> a whole different breed, you know yes. what I'm saying? But so cute. I, I can't even handle it. Yeah. I feel like I connect with all of my elderly guests in general, like mm -hmm. Saddle Club and then just regulars. They're mostly elderly. I even have an, uh, when I was at the Olive Garden, there's a, an old lady named Gloria. Her and I will still like handwrite letters and mail them back and forth. Oh my God. I love, I love that. So is the restaurant like generally like, is it like if you want a nice meal in the area, that's the place to go. Like if you want a memorable birthday experience, like with the view of the lake. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Cause yeah, there's not really, we've got sushi in town, Mexican restaurants, and then it's called Colton's, which is kind of like a Texas roadhouse, but like, eh, not, you know, so ours is more, yeah. Dining with a view, more kind of higher end steaks and seafoods and doing like a kind of farm to table situation. Um, not so much farm to table. Um, but we do have um like I'm the main front of house guy, and then we have one guy who's the main back of house guy. And he um he's been cooking for a long time. So he adds a lot of like he's got a lot of great ideas and kind of unique twists on things that you can't really find anywhere else. So I don't know. I he, love that. he definitely takes pride in that. So he's not trying to do like the top to bottom Cisco uh no restaurant on the lake menu. No. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Whatever that is. And are you guys are you doing events? Are you doing like weddings like weddings and stuff in the summer ever? We don't really do any weddings. We do a lot of caterings and um some people do rehearsal dinners, but not so much like the formal banquet style. Just right. more like a typical. Yeah. Is this like cloth napkin situation? Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Got okay, it. cool. Those are my preferred types of roll ups. Yes. You know, <laughs> I used to do them with paper napkins, which are different. Sometimes they're more fun because then you put the sticky little tab around them, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. highly enjoyable. Also. Yes. Yeah. The tactical, the way it touches your finger is yes. nice, right? Yes. We, we've got the paper for the deck, the cloth for the inside. So Very nice. Mm -hmm. So good. And then, so your, your season is revving up already. I'm sure you're already, oh, yeah. already kind of jumping. Yeah. yeah. Like ever since February, it's been, it's been rocking and May is like the month of hell because it's, there's two colleges in town. And so like mother's day weekend was college mm -hmm. graduation, mother's day, high school prom. And then this last weekend was another college graduation. And so it's just like group after group nonstop. And yeah, we're waiting for May oh. to be over. I was going to yeah, say, it, it sounds like the clientele, the food, the coworkers, and hopefully the money keeps you there. Your schedule, in my opinion, when you shared it, were like, you're slammed. You're very busy. Mm -hmm. So how many days are you giving them? Um, six. I'm there wow. six days. And then I'm a dog groomer three day, three of those days. So it's like back to back. So today is my, my day off, my weekend. Nice. This is when I sit in my rocking chair. <laughs> yes. With yeah. My this is, I got the, I've got the Afghan on my lap. <laughs> And yes. I just, and I just think about, and I look at the know. lake. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing. Um, how long have you been doing dog grooming? Oh, a little over a year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's is, just, oh, go on. Oh no. Is it something that you want to like, or do you see yourself like fully transitioning into that? Or are you just no, kind of. No, like I see myself forever being a server. I like that. Management. Eh. Like at Olive Garden, they would want me to do 
what was called like a service professional. So essentially a more on the floor manager, but I'm like, eh, no, thanks more. I like make more money. Yeah. I like the serving doing. aspect way better mm-hmm. and like less responsibility, I guess. Yeah, but, for sure. But yeah. So is, is dog grooming like your, your checkout, like your fun, your fun time to work and like, yeah, no, nah, no, 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 it's just, <laughs> just, no, it's, it's not as fun as it sounds. Like I get scratches <laughs> all over my arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this isn't fun. No, it is. Um, I don't know. Just kind of my chill out time, I guess, when you get a good dog, but I had just been taking our puppy, you know, COVID puppy to daycare once a week. And then the lady there is like, would you ever want to work here and maybe bathe some dogs, do some grooming? And I'm like, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm always up to learn something new. And then here I am grooming dogs. Oh my God. You know what? It's extra money for now. Totally. You don't have to do it yeah. forever. Uh-huh. I know. I and feel like, like dog- you got strong totally. armed into doing it. Maybe Absolutely. you're too nice, Simon. Something about you makes me think you're maybe too nice. And this woman forced <laughs> you into dog grooming. Right. <laughs> she was like, I just don't like expressing glands. Could oh, you just God. do it for me? <laughs> Barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously you're a dog lover because you have one, you know, did you guys adopt like a, like a rescue or a little puppy? No, we got a, a puppy, a Chinese crested oh. um, because we had one and I don't know, a few months, like six months, she had like heart problems and then she passed away and we're like, okay, we're going to wait a while until we get one. And then we're like, no, we, we need a dog now. And mm-hmm. we just love the breed and stuff. So then we got another one. I love that. Yeah. I officially adopted my my uh, foster on Friday. Ooh. She's mine. I've got the papers on that little bitch. I love. She's hilarious. Um, cool. Well, I I would say, uh, is there some like life advice, some serving advice? You are like boots on the ground. You always write in and, and tell people. I think really valuable info, especially with that investing in your footwear sort of situation, taking care of your feet. But um, we'd love to get a few uh, takeaways or uh, some insights if you have them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you might be in the weeds and it's like you're going through hell and it's the worst day ever, but it all comes to an end. It does have to (laughs) end. Yes. Yes. It has to end. So I love it. You're like, just know that like at in in four hours when this dinner shift is over, you'll be in a rocking chair with an Afghan on your lap in your most in the most comfortable place you've like carved out for yourself. Yes. What I you love can't it. see is he is white knuckling and clutching a boat oar. Um <laughs> Are you in are you in the lake? <laughs> He's ready to smack you upside the so head. Good. The service him. is great out there. So great. <laughs> Um, and I think it's awesome that you're like, I love this. I'm a lifer. It's clearly given you the style and quality of life that you want. And, you know, and you, you, to me, to us, exemplify someone who goes in with a great attitude. And I think when you do that and put in the work ethic, like it does pay you back. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Simon, this is great. You're the best. I wish we were all like in rocking chairs on a porch right now <laughs> with afghans <laughs> yeah with afghans with an apple martinis yes. coming our way yes please <laughs> it sounds nice um well thank you so much for joining us we will always take a story from you check in all that stuff um 
Andrea, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Well, and also Simon, we say Godspeed. Good tips. All right. Is that right? Yeah. Good health. Yeah, Yeah, you're correct. Good health. Good health. (laughs) And good riddance to graduation season. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we've never covered that. But I've oh, yeah. May's, May's a crazy one mm-hmm. uh, for the service industry. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.